Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Hello. My name is Kyle. And my name is Ryan. And when our powers combine, we form Experience Experience Grind Grind Podcast. Podcast. The only podcast willing to give you up-to-the-date reviews the second they become available. Fuck, man. Oh, this was your intro that you want me to go with? (laughs) No, not this part. My intro question. Oh, okay, okay. Not this. No. All right, all right. Yeah, totally. We'll we'll roll with this then. I led you astray there. Man. Uh, Yeah, hi, I'm Kyle. I'm still Ryan. He's still Ryan. That hasn't changed in the last 30 seconds. (laughs) Uh, Hi, everybody. So we have... I guess kind of a special. It's not even a special episode, but it is a surprise. Yeah. Let's say it yeah, that well, way. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about the Cloverfield Paradox today, which dropped unceremoniously and surprisingly right after the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, this is the third in the Cloverfield Universe movies produced by J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, so we're going to be breaking this down, talking about it, seeing how we feel about it. Ryan and I, as usual, have not discussed anything about this movie, which... Uh, Literally nothing. This is actually true. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we sometimes lie to you. Sometimes we get like a vibe yeah. from the other person going into the... I have no idea w- where you are in this It's movie. weird. Like, you're my favorite person to talk <laughs> about things with, and like I can't talk about things with you now, and I have to hide my true feelings and aspirations a lot of times. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I did watch that film. And I concluded uh-huh. it. Yeah, it's very it's it's the uh, factual review. Yes. No opinions, no bias. It's like strictly fact how we talk about movies. Well, it was about two hours, <laughs> and um, yeah, Chris O'Dowd was in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris O'Dowd gave a performance. He was he did give a performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he played a man. He did. Um, potentially an Irishman. Who knows? Uh, I believe it was Irish. That might be a little biased. Patch. That might be a little what? biased. Not sure because yeah. it did not confirm. So biased. I don't know. He he had the patch though. He's on totally his, Irish, right? Yeah, <laughs> he had it on the suit. Yeah, he really got typecast there, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, as the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, go out of your wheelhouse. Let's do something else, maybe. That's okay. That's fair. That's but fair. no. Uh, but before we get into that, Ryan, you'd brought up uh a topic just before this. Of your parents thinking you a disappointment. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been a disappointment <laughs> to anybody, like, in real life? Have you ever let somebody down? Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. It was either <laughs> probably this, or my other question was, have you ever faked an orgasm? Uh, which, no? No. no? I faked one twice. Really? Yeah. It's How easy. do you do that? Well, it's really easy when a dude's wearing a condom. Yeah. It's so easy to fake an orgasm there. Okay. And so you just <laughs> you get in a little over your head, and realize it's not what you wanted, and you need to get out of this situation. I like that these are. <laughs> uh, I get the disappointment thing because yeah. we talked about where did this uh, have you ever faked an orgasm come from in relation to the Cloverfield universe? Uh, it was <laughs> or still... this episode. Uh, it's I don't know because that sex could be seen as disappointing too. Oh, sure. Okay. Right. I get it. Okay. I get it. Or um, you, you disappointed somebody like, oh, what the hell? That was it? Like, I don't think... Are, so, I mean, are we talking about disappointing somebody strictly sexually? Then, yeah, absolutely. You've I done mean, that? There's times where you're just like, you're not into it, and you're just like, yeah, I'm tired. Like, I but don't you really... But still, you still see it through. That's what I'm saying. I've been to like points where I'm like, I'm just going to fake this. See, I don't fake it. I just... This. I. 
I'm done. I, I, I've pulled oh, out, and I'm just like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, like, I see. Eh. So you're honest. Yeah. Okay. I just, because whatever, like honesty is the key for a relationship, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, whatever. Usually, I'm not trying to have a relationship with somebody if I'm faking an orgasm with them. <laughs> I'm trying to get the fuck out of there as quickly <laughs> as possible. Like, yep, all right, later. <laughs> this was a thing, like like a factual yes. review. <laughs> this was something that happened. It did indeed. It counts as sex. Um, <laughs> It was intercourse. I'm putting this notch on my bedpost, but not... Pushing it in as it's, hard as the other like notches. Half. Yeah, it's a little half tick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no uh, so I yeah, I, disappointment. Yeah, I mean you all disappoint people always, but like, do I have like a big story where I disappointed I someone? I oh, don't know. Well, I mean, I'm, I've told it before, but I know I disappointed my mom a lot when I was like shoplifting. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was pretty mm-hmm. pretty bummed out. It was one of those. I'm not even mad. I am mad, but I'm so disappointed. It's like, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah, I uh, man, I really did not do I think the most that I could have done that was disappointing is, you know, car accidents or something. Uh, do you have a I, lot of car accidents? I've had, had... Does an accident always entail two people, two drivers, no, two vehicles? No, Then yes, I have. Because like where you've gone off the road, or yeah, I went off the road. Yeah. That's it. Like uh, I overcorrected a turn that was a little sharp, and then went off the road into a ditch and got stuck. Oh, you got stuck, and that was it. Okay, I had to get the car towed out. It was fine. Nothing wrong with it. But that look my dad gave when he pulled <laughs> into the driveway, and my sister and I are just sitting there because we drove home after school. There's no car in the driveway, and we're just sitting on the porch. <laughs> His face just dropped like he found out he had cancer or something. And he was just like, where's the fucking car? I'm like, uh... Oh, the old Bruce. This way. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> but, I mean, so, that's wait, you had your it. sister with you? I was right. Because she was in high school about the same time I was. Okay. And so we would just drive home together, yeah. And, yeah. That was it. That's it. I... Like, I was such a straight-laced I know little nerd are. growing up. I don't have these fun stories, man. Okay. What about you? I know you have stories. Like I said, there was that time with my mom. Um, oh, I, do, I, do, I remember a time I disappointed my dad, and my dad Ooh. still doesn't know that I know that I disappointed him. Okay, so he was disappointed, and you picked up on it, but he well, doesn't I, know I, that you I, picked up on I it? I overheard him. So let me, let me set the oh, scene. Oh, shit. Uh, so I was like, I want to say 13. I'm pretty sure I was like a freshman in high school. Okay. This is either the summer before my freshman year or the summer after. But during this time, my dad was in between, like, he, he's always been, like, a coal miner dude. Oh, okay. uh, But sometimes that shit, like, doesn't work out or he, mm-hmm. you know, things like So he'll, before that, like, when he met my mom, he was a truck driver. So that was kind of always, like, his fallback. He would, he would drive semis because, mm-hmm. I mean, he knows what he's doing. And, oh, I remember, like, he bought his own truck one time, and he was, like, a contract semi-driver. It was actually really cool, because uh, he called it the Cat-A-Lac, but the the cat symbol was, like, the the heavy equipment cat. Oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. it was the Cat-A-Lac. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I thought that was kind of cool, because I'm a, I don't know. I try not to be a douche. Puns. <laughs> well, it is a because pun. puns. <laughs> yes, yes. And so anyways, worst worst week of my life. My dad wants me to go on the road with him for a week on the semi. And my mom thinks this will be a great idea because I'll get some time with oh, my okay. dad and I'll bond. And I'm like, 
well, this sounds terrible because me, like you, yep, I, it's my fucking summer. I want to sit around and play video games. I have nothing to do. Why the fuck are you making me do this? Mm-hmm. Sounds awful. But <laughs> so this, all right. So now I do. This had to be the summer before freshman year because freshman year of high school. Yes. Okay. Because this was 1998, and I had Pokemon Red. <laughs> I had just gotten it, so I took my Game Boy. And okay. I was like, well, fuck it, man. I mean, I'm gonna be in this fucking semi forever. So I mean, I dude, I played like my Pokemon f- fucking Game Boy for like a week. I just I beat that whole game. I remember that. I remember beating it on the fucking road in the semi, and like at night, I would uh, watch, like he he had movies. He had this shitty tiny VHS TV uh, combo. Okay. Yeah. It's the first time I ever watched Top Gun. I remember that. Ah, <laughs> uh, I. I have still never seen Top Gun. I was, I, you know, I was a 13-year-old boy. I just discovered jerking off. I jerked off in, like, every truck stop that we stopped to, like, shower in. <laughs> every single one, man, I'd fucking crank down, like, two or three times. I did that shit, too. Because it was All fucking awesome, dude. And when you find out about it, yeah. it's a fucking revelation. Like, I'm going to the beach. Don't care. I'm going to the changing room and fucking jerking yeah. off every day. I'm going to crank cares? it down, dude. Mm-hmm. I would have a whole fucking shower room to myself. I'm in there naked, and it's constantly hot. I'm like, yeah, fucking, I'm cranking down, bro. <laughs> like, multiple. It was awesome. Fucking great. Yeah, then, I'm not like, seeing the disappointing part. No. So far, it sounds like a no, great trip. Dude, you're sitting in the fucking front seat of this. That you, he wouldn't let me sit in the back on like the bed. He had like a bunk bed shit. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't let me sit back there because I had to be strapped in. Cause Safety. It's fucking, and it sure. sucked. So I had to sit in the front seat, and it's just endless miles and miles. And for a fucking kid on a summer break with ADD, sure. it was the fucking worst. But what I remember the most, dude, it was like it was like the fourth night. I could still, I would wake up, and then I would get down into the bottom bunk because he put the top one up to drive, but the bottom bunk always stayed out. That's okay. where he slept, and I could sleep for a few more hours. And I remember sleeping back there. And I remember waking up, and he was talking to my stepmom on the cell phone, and he was so sad and disappointed because I wouldn't sit up and talk to him. And even when I would sit in the front seat, all I did was play that damn Game Boy the whole time. <laughs> and I I was like awake that whole conversation and he was talking about how like he took my cousin Jared out and Jared was so into it and was asking all kinds of questions and I was just like, Yeah, man, fuck you. I don't want to be here. And so I remember like just waking up, just grabbing my Game Boy, sitting down, playing more. And being yep. like, Fuck you, Dad. I think this is how it you happens though, right? Yeah. Like man. You, whatever your your dad is into, you are not. You're gonna rebel and do your own thing. And I think it keeps going. Which is why I do not want a son. Because I know he's going to be like all into sports and he's going to be the jock. I'm going to fucking hate this kid. Yeah. Because I'm going to see like all the fucking bullies and shitheads like I went up. I don't want a son because of that very reason. I, I get it. I, it's super disappointing. I've got one now too. That okay. definitely refreshed all something right. to me. <laughs> but, Love uh, it. My dad still talks about this because in much in the same way, like me and my dad never really saw eye to eye on like entertainment and like what what makes us happy in life like he is a nascar devotee like bill elliott's his man your dad and my dad would be like best friends i think so i think so maybe also generational too like i think like every man that age is like super into nascar and stuff and but uh he took me to the lowe's motor speedway i think it was like the coca-cola 600 or it's one of those big events if it wasn't like the biggest NASCAR event, it was, like, the second biggest. Okay. And uh, I fucking hated it. Like, I was bored because it is just, like, 
three hours of cars going in circles. There were no crashes. I was promised a crash. There was no crashes. <laughs> like up until this point, like my favorite part of this trip was we stopped at a place called Biscuitville on the way and had like a dope chicken biscuit. I remember that. <laughs> More than I remember anything about this fucking race. <laughs> so I want to go to Biscuitville, but please continue. And Biscuitville's great. Uh, yeah, it sounds awesome. Chicken biscuits they got are biscuits. fucking great. <laughs> but uh, we get there, and I, I remember like an hour in, I just got tired. And, uh, and they the have, car ride or into the hour oh, into in the, the in race? Oh, in the race. Okay. Like, we're at the race track, and it's all bleachers. Like You don't have seats oh, yeah. or been, anything. Okay, the so Indy you 500. Know. All right, good. But. Um, so... I just, I laid down and just slept. Okay. Through all of it. You're also in the sun, man. And that can be, t how old were you? Uh, Probably old enough to not be sleeping during a NASCAR race. Preteen? I'd say probably like, probably about 12, 13, around that time. Okay. Um, still, I mean, you're still a, a boy. A little bit. Yeah, I was not, I was not in high school or middle school. Maybe I was in middle school. I'm yeah. not sure. But I just remember hating every minute of it and i went to sleep and my dad to this day will bring this shit up he yeah. was like do you remember that shit you pulled at that race i'm like yeah it wasn't boring what the fuck were you thinking like yeah. you didn't like i don't know but yeah fucking fine you can damn me for like going to sleep during the nascar thing but also like you should know me yeah <laughs> and know like i'm not gonna enjoy not, that nascar stuff not only know you but just like kids in general so a very similar thing in my family uh, my grandparents lived in Indianapolis and it was a big thing yeah. for like my mom and her sister and her brother and all their families. We'd all go up to Indy, uh, and all the adults would go to the Indy 500. Okay. But us kids never got to go for that reason. Like, yeah, we would always act like we wanted to go, but it's just because our parents are going, mm -hmm. but our parents were smart enough to be like, they're not going to have fun here. They're yeah. going to be miserable and we don't want to deal with that. So usually like my other grandma would stay with us. And I remember like hanging out and watching like Pee Wee Herman, like and you know it's fucking fine. And you know we're, yeah, that's we're all, definitely the way. I'm to hanging go. out with my cousins, <laughs> but yeah, man, I I I get it. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be awful. Yeah, I don't even remember if there were other kids in our group. Like I don't think I think it was several people going together. It wasn't just me and my dad, but I think it was like a group of adults and then me. Yeah, and it's like what is the kid gonna do but mm -hmm. like sleep? But even though he will probably never ever admit it, he won't be like, "Yeah, I was really just fucking disappointed in me." He was disappointed that I never went into sports, like any sport I tried out for. Like I did a year, and I was like, "I, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't like it." Like I was the kid in baseball who was out in the field, you know, picking flowers, you know, because I don't give a shit. Like That's I so don't great. have that competitive. Have I told gene you my me, baseball man. story? Because again, I, maybe I'm sure I have. Because you let's get a refresher. Because. Uh, you know, my mom tried to put me in all kinds of sports as a kid, and I hated baseball. Again, ADD kid. Yeah. But this was pre-diagnosis, and baseball's during the summer, when I'm not taking Ritalin either, anyways, even after diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I would constantly, constantly play left field, because no shit ever got hit there, and I would just fucking put my glove on my mask and pretend to be <laughs> Darth Vader. Like, the whole t I'm not even watching the game. I'm like, running around, I've got the... I'm like... <laughs> like fucking having lightsaber fights out in left field looking like a retard i'm sure people are like what is that oh, kid doing i wish we had video of that i know that would be fantastic i wish we did too <laughs> but yeah that was that was my childhood uh it's funny you and i my mom didn't care she was just like all right so we're not playing baseball anymore because she didn't want to yeah. spend the money that's my mom too J but my dad mm -hmm. like i think I, my dad always tried to get me into like guns and hunting guns i got into mm -hmm. hunting I, I don't fucking care man 
Hunting and fishing both. It's just it's I a, like fishings too. Wh- yeah. No, no, no. Anybody who says they like fishing likes to just sit around and drink. The act of fishing is not what you're going for. It's for the camaraderie and just hanging around. Mandy but, and I would fish a lot when we still lived at my mom's house because yeah. why is that? Primarily, uh, we we would get out and smoke a lot of weed in the car because oh, sure. we couldn't smoke at the house. And then we're like, "Fuck it, man, let's okay. go fishing." Yeah. Because this is awesome because we're stoned. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I would imagine that would be the best way to fish. Yeah. I would, I would condone fishing, if stone. Yeah. That's like the only. And way I'm, always, to do I'm a it. catch and release guy. Here's the other thing that yeah. sucks: every other person I've ever gone fishing with, I have to bait their hooks. I have to fucking take their fish off for them. And this is Mandy. This is fucking sponsor of the show on Egg. This is bearded badass Casey fucking Rooter. None of these fucking pussies can touch a fish or put a worm <laughs> on a hook. And I'm like, God damn it, man! Why, why am I here with you? You do it. Maybe I can get. You're pretty much uh, dadding your friends is what you're doing. You're taking them to fish. They don't want to. And you're like, no, see, this is what you got to do. God damn it. You fucking disappointed me. Get the fish on. Ah." Mandy at least touches my wiener with her mouth. The other two dudes just touch it with their hands. And fuck, man, I can do that myself. Yeah. I mean, if they can touch your wiener, it's you you can touch a warm. You can can touch a warm. (laughs) It's not that bad. (laughs) Oh, man. This this has been pretty good little intro here. Yeah, I definitely get the seeds of where you're going now. Uh, what's your biggest disappointment? Uh, it might huh, be. I wonder if I, this ties in <laughs> to the movie we're talking about. It could tonight. all be a cunning ruse, Ryan. I don't think. Oh God, I don't know where you're going with this. This movie has been so divisive, but we'll it see. Has. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's talk about this movie. All right, let's, let's, let's do go it. ahead. Let's sure. dive in. So. Uh, from this point on, this is your spoiler warning, all listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't, again, maybe stop the episode and mm-hmm. go watch it. It is free on that. I mean, it's not free because you pay for Netflix, but this entire movie is on Netflix. It dropped. It mm-hmm. is up on there. You can watch it. It's the Cloverfield Paradox. Mm-hmm. So let's start in. Ryan. Yes. What do you think of the Cloverfield Paradox? Well, Kyle. Before I even started watching this movie, I got a lot of people. <laughs> its name has been sullied. Yeah, really talking a lot of dirt on this movie. I've not seen a single good thing. No, it's it's real low on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people are hating this. But you know what? I really liked it. Oh my God, Ryan! That the audience agreed with me because I did not care for this movie. I didn't I didn't think it was as bad as people are, are saying. But I also don't know if it's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it feels like a movie that is very derivative of other sci-fi movies. Like, um, maybe you should bring up the person who kind of recommended this movie to us. Sure. I don't remember his name, so you can look that up while I talk. But uh, like, I know on Facebook he goes as Zachary Schmackery. I don't it think is that's his real Zachary Schmackery. You're right. But Zachary Schmackery. Shoutouts to you. Yes, Zachary Schmackery recommended this. And I think he said it along the lines like, you got to watch this garbage movie and talk about well, it. Well, he, he'd recommended <laughs> it like it was funny right after you and I had already talked about, yeah. hey, let's do this Like movie. literally like 30 minutes. We we And then this came up. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. But uh, we, uh, so, well, anyway, he kind of compared it to Sunshine. And I see some Sunshine, especially sure. in the third act. But like more so, I see a lot of Event Horizon. I see a lot of movie. Event Horizon. Uh, I see a lot of life. Life too. Yeah, I didn't. I never saw life, but judging from the trailer, I could. I could see some mm-hmm. similarities. Yeah. I think. But um, I. I think this is a movie that is 
maybe I think we're going to have a lot of disagreements in this episode, but I think this is a movie that is actively hurt by being a Cloverfield movie. Um, I think this okay. w- this one would absolutely have been better to just not include any of the Cloverfield Does stuff. Just be a standalone. I think so, um, and I think it would have been better if it wasn't PG thirteen. I think a lot of the horror stuff seemed kind of tame, yeah, slash capped off with weird jokes. Um, okay, which we'll talk about more. Um, but but most of all, this movie suffers, I think, from over editing. Uh, it feels like a two-hour movie that they couldn't quite find the movie, and then they chopped it down to 90 minutes or an hour and 40, whatever it's it hour is. hour 40. Right? Okay. Um, I think there's a lot of character stuff that is sorely missing. Um, there's no motivation for these characters or any real character arc. And that's kind of why I like the Cloverfield movie so far is there's genre movies. It's like these twi- Twilight Zone anthology stuff. But with like a heavy focus on characters, right? Um, Michelle and Tim Cloverfield Lane and John Goodman, his character Howard, all of them, very strong characters. That, and then even the first Cloverfield, like uh, HUD is so memorable. Like all these care, it's all about like these characters doing a thing. It's not about the monster or the mystery. This movie is is all about the mystery. It is not about characters. It is plot, and that kind of bummed me out. And even once I kind of got adjusted and acclimated and be like, okay, it's not a character piece. Even plot-wise, things kind of just happen because mm-hmm. because this will make a cool death. Or, you know, this will make f- the plot move a little bit forward. There, there are literal moments in this movie where I was just like, what the fuck? Like, how do I we know, get to this point? I think I know one of them. There's, there's a few, and we'll yeah. talk about them for sure. I, I'm going to guess one of them because it's... All right, so I'm going to jump in here. Please say, do, yeah. That's uh, that's my very long summary. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's essentially, paraphrase all that to, I'm very mixed on this. I don't know how to feel. I don't feel positive. I don't feel negative. I don't know how I feel about this movie. So I say on the Cloverfield universe as a whole, you and I are still one for one. What's one for one mean? Uh, we we liked one apiece. Okay. And we're differing again. Right. I hated Tim Cloverfield Lane. Oh man. I really liked the Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. Um and I'll, <laughs> I'll give you my reasons for liking it. Please do. A lot of it came down to this movie felt like what I think JJ Abrams wants this to be, and you mentioned it, this whole uh Twilight Zone mm-hmm. thing. Like it it's this weird sort of it's like a long Twilight Zone episode where I mean, it does. It is very derivative of a lot of current space sci-fi drama mm-hmm. shit. But I think it's still an enjoyable film. There's there's a lot yeah. of things happening in it that you know it's not the worst thing I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. There, it made me want to keep going to figure out what was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a lot of uh, underlying issues too. Uh, one of my only two notes I have is uh, I'm, I say this a lot, but uh, here, exposition, meet dialogue, especially in that There's... first opening oh, fucking scene. God damn, that news transmission with Donald Logue and uh, the, and Lori Breen from Silicon Valley. When they're sitting in the fucking car talking about, yeah, you know, the the gasoline and uh, the blackout. Oh, that's the fourth blackout this month. Oh, I think it's the fifth one. I, man, I, I, I'm going to let you finish. <clears throat> yeah. 
I'm sorry, I'm not Kanyeing you. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you finish, but uh, I think that exposition stuff is not just only resigned no, to the first it's, act. It's, it's throughout, throughout all, all the movie. Okay, okay. I, I totally admit, but it's really, really bad and blatant there. Uh, it's really bad when they start mentioning uh, old girls' kids, and she's like, "Yeah, but I lost them, and I couldn't stand it." And or something. So it's like, "Yeah, okay, I fucking get it. Your fucking kids are dead. How about you show me your kids?" Yeah. And then I see that you don't have your kids, and like, "Oh shit, I can put together." Something's happened to those kids. <laughs> and you're really fucking sad about it. Yeah. Ta-da! Yeah. Give me some fucking credit here. Yeah. I wonder how much of that is like Netflix coming in and like hmm. we got to make this accessible to people. I don't think this is a Netflix issue. Um, Do you think it was I've been all along? kind I, of following the progress of this movie. I know all the changes they made to it yeah. to tie it into Cloverfield is all the stuff with Michael on Earth. Yeah, and it feels like it. It feels like two very different movies, and you can kind of tell. I like, like those one parts, was though. one yeah. one was were very cheaply shot like uh, uh, reshoots, uh, and that's the car stuff, the bunker stuff with him and the little girl. Well, it's, I mean, they obviously shot that stuff in like a week. Yeah, it feels quick. like it. I mean, because mm-hmm. you don't need much. It's it's a car. It's a bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like when he rescues her, and you see the Cloverfield monster kind of in the shadows in the background. I like that part. I like that. And then I, I mm. and then I really hate the framing of like he turns a corner and the little girl is just standing. Oh, and screaming. Screaming. Yeah. And I'm like, how about have her underneath something? What the something? fuck is this? Like, yeah, uh, yeah like she should Pull be like from some rubble or some shit. Right. Like, why Which... is this building that's fallen around all around her? There's rubble and fires and shit everywhere. And this girl is standing like untouched in the middle of all of this shit. Just Standing screaming for no reason. Like, and it's not shock. It's not anything. It's just, what are you doing here? If he'd pulled her out of something, that would have fucking tied in greatly to this character we have on a space station that's stuck in a wall. Oh, man. Yeah. That's... That would have been a great fucking dichotomy of scenes. And yeah. they just uh, stand her here. Okay, action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's this entire movie feel like while we were watching I will say this too first before even starting off. Um, I'm with you. I don't disagree <laughs> that uh, this is an inter- It's this movie is entertaining enough to keep going. Like it's it's um it's never blatantly bad. And it well, I don't know. I think some some of the script elements are bad, but like it is entertaining enough that like I could recommend this to somebody to watch yeah, because man. it is it is quick enough. It moves at a very quick yes. pace. Like. Um, I had to pee, I thought, really close to the beginning, and we were like 40 minutes into the movie. I was like, oh shit, I thought it was only been like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, the movie does move quickly. And it keeps you going, and it keeps, it's got yeah. that great carrot dangling where, what the fuck is, I like, let's see what's happening Disagree here. with that. Okay. I disagree with that. Um, that's where, where we kind of maybe split, because I saw this shit coming yeah. 30, 40 minutes, and I'm like, it's multiverse shit. It's like different dimensions. Like, come on. Like, as soon as the, the, the space girl? station jumps that first oh, time, sure. I'm like, yep, okay, so different dimensions, and this is what causes all of the paradoxes that create 10 Cloverfield Lane and the first Cloverfield. I get it. And then the movie holds on to that nugget until like 20, 30 minutes before the end of the movie. It's like, man, I'm fucking ahead of you for like a whole act. Like, 
Yeah. You're not playing this well. You're not holding your cards right. The the J.J. Abrams mystery box approach to like, we're really going to hold back on the mystery doesn't work here because you see it coming. It's it's much in the same way that I think Star Trek Into Darkness has failures because like they do the same thing there. It's like, who is this mystery character Benedict Cumberbatch is? And we're going to tease and play. It's like, fucking, it's con. Like, we know this shit. Just... Dude. Fucking say it and move on with the story. Like, stop people, teasing us. People knew it was con before the movie dropped. Everybody knew it was yeah, con. It was not but, a surprise. But you, but you say this, and yet when we were in the fucking theater watching Into Darkness, he was like, my name is Con. Somebody in the fucking audience went, <gasps> I'm like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> so I think I think if you are this person, this is going to be your fucking movie yeah. of the year. Again, uh, <laughs> the, I, a lot of these things were made in this movie were made for that person. I think which, so, yeah. Which is sad. And a lot of it, like, the these paradox, you, you, you're an actor, whatever, ahead of the movie. Um, I, I had an idea of why that, that is happening. I think a lot of it is due to, like, the, the original scripting. And, like, again, it's not very original. I mean, again, it's like, no. it's like a, a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. I, I totally could have seen this cut down. It could have been um, if it, it did. If you, you know, I really, and I think what's even more disappointing is I've not seen any of Black Mirror season four yet. But like to put this so close to Black Mirror, it's like sure. this should have just been like an, an hour long episode of something. Um, because I don't think it is. When I say derivative, outside of I, I really liked. Some of the the tech ideas here, like them using a 3D printer in space and like some of these ideas I thought were very cool. Yeah. And, and I, it's I mostly see it the going tech. that way. Yeah. And and, and um, I say Roy from IT crowd, but it's, it's Chris O'Dowd. He gets his arm stuck in that wall and the way that kind of starts happening. I'm like, well, this is interesting. I've never seen anything well, like, like that, this before. That magnetic stuff he's using. He kind of uses it on everything. And it, it's like... <sighs> It's kind of dumb, but I like the the visualness of it. I like the idea behind yeah. it. I think I think it's practical and it makes sense within the reality. But outside of like some of the tech and like that one arm scene, I don't think there's really anything original in this movie or like some uh, like something new to see. Oh, if I you've see seen saying. Event Horizon, if you've, you've seen, seen Sunshine, movie, yeah. you've seen everything this movie has yeah. to offer you. Like there's nothing new, and that's not what I can say about Cloverfield. Cloverfield felt very fresh and original and new things. And like that tunnel scene in the first Cloverfield. Oh, in the subway? Yes. Yeah. Fucking way more terrifying and horrifying than anything in this movie. And this movie is trying for like that creepy feeling. And I never got it. I was never scared, but there was like, I I did enjoy some nice ambient unease. Uh, Like when the chick is screaming in the wall and she starts screaming and everybody's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Or they all start to kind of converge on it. Yeah, but they do the... And I watched this with Laura, and, and Laura's conditions were, I'm going to start this with you, but as soon as like I don't like this, I'm leaving, and I'm going to go on the treadmill. Sure. And she didn't end up going. Uh, she just ended up watching it, because I think it is entertaining enough to get through. But then like when it was done, she was like, yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, why didn't you just go to the fucking treadmill, though? I was like, well, I mean, I kind of wanted to see what happens. And it, it's like, I get this that. Movie. Yeah. But like that that wall scene, the, the chick in the wall, it reeks of... And this is another place where you and I disagree. It's, it's, it felt like Prometheus. It's like, why are you fucking scientists hearing like, 
horrifying fucking noises and you're just like let's dig in there we gotta dig in there right now like no fucking think about it have a discussion talk about like the pros and cons like scientists would not act like this and that's that is where this movie fails i think there's a lot of logic jumps um on some of the characters parts um every beat like the character sacrificing himself uh, oh, David yeah. Oyelowo's character sacrificing himself to. I'm like, oh, good. They just pulled the Armageddon card. Like everything in this movie has been done by other movies better. Mm-hmm. And and it's, I forgot my train of thought on this, but uh, yep, it's gone. Okay, it's gone. So, so you I'll, go ahead. I'll jump in. Please do. <laughs> um, I liked some of what this movie did. Uh, it does. I totally agree. I do agree. too. It I has do too. And a I lot will of, jump in with it you. It has a lot of issues. Um, like the the Russian dude that starts to go... Like, it doesn't explain why his eye is going wonky. Like, is his other self interacting? And then why is the gyroscope in his stomach? That was one of the what the fuck moments. I where that, I was like, really? That doesn't even make sense in this paradoxical... T- like, I get... None of this shit, man. Why get... does the fucking sentient hand know where this fucking box is? Where? Yeah. The, why does he know where the gyroscope is? Yeah. What is a sentient hand? This is a movie that shit happens, and they're like, well, we don't have to tell you. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we'll just... Science. I like the sentient arm idea, but then when it, like, yep. gives them the next clue, I'm like okay but why mm-hmm. because we need to move the plot forward and we like, couldn't think of a better way i thought it was a really nice creepy scene where you hear it tinking yeah it's moving that that, that cool. first shot where they they reveal the hand and it's coming yeah. and like the idea that like his arm goes in the wall and he pulls out a nub but like there's no pain and you can see like this is all interesting but, but then it's capped he, off by like a yeah, little comedic beat with like he's not controlling that hand like you're right it it's sentient what yeah. What is so happening? what does that it like? Yeah. And and uh, so there's a there's several places like that where it just immediately puts up this like thought roadblock where it's like this isn't making sense. So much so like it gets to the end of the movie where we're supposed to have this emotional climax with uh, Gugu Mbatha-Raw's character, the the lead actress on the ship, and it's just like I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I I don't care about th- this alternate world or your children and like. I am your I am the biggest fucking sucker for like emotional punches in movies. Like I am an easy crier. Like I am an easy emotional ploy. And this this just felt cold to me. Like it, it was I told Laura, like, much in the same way Kingsman the Golden Circle pulls like some emotional punches at the end of that. Like, by the time you do this, like I'm already out of your movie and I don't care. Like I thought I my thoughts were the same exact ones as the captain. It's like Dude, this bitch already has her family here. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. And why? There. What? What are you gonna do when you show up? Like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's not your fucking family. That's not your kids. And I think that stuff's interesting. And I, I, I do think this is the. Uh, I think they were trying to go for like a, an accessible, easy blockbuster for everybody to get into. Yeah. And I, I wish they didn't. I wish they went a little bit more heady. And had like some conversations about that kind of stuff because that 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 is fascinating. This these universes melding or like you're in another universe and like oh that is interesting. Like you would want to go to your kids, but like that's not those aren't your kids. They aren't your kids, and they are your kids. Yeah. And it's it's weird dynamic. And it's just but given it's like very like, faint yeah. lip service. It's like a three minute conversation very quickly, that, and that's it. Yeah, he's like, and then no, you can't yeah. do that. No, you can't do that. 
okay, you go do that. Yeah, and then You're fucking that, easy to convince you, bro. The the back and forth of all that too, like maybe not care too. It's like okay, I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna go. Okay, now I've got this uh, <laughs> this uh, murder on the ship. I gotta go take care of this now. Yeah. And, and I, I just nah, I don't know. I was so out of this movie by the time the third act rolled around that like nothing landed for me and uh the god damn when that clover filled monster jumps up at the end i've i wish i was in a theater to yell fuck you <laughs> like so loud at it <laughs> I, I i like that part because it was very that was the final um uh, what what have we been saying uh twilight zone twist yeah. like you saw something big in the shadows, and then they're like confirming it. I thought it was. But it's, it's not even the Cloverfield One reality. That is a whole separate reality yeah. because this is what, 20 something years after that one? So, yeah. the, so why I, do we need to see the Cloverfield monster in this other reality? I, I wish they would have gone the 10 Cloverfield Lane route and given us something one? new. Yeah. yeah. I think that adds to the derivativeness yeah. of this, I think. I thought it would have been cooler if we broke the cloud layer with the thing yeah. and we saw a big monster down there fucking shit up. Instead of just and, jumping up yes, above the clouds I, I like agree. a but I, turtles budget, video. So happy together. Yeah. Budget, budget concerns, I'm sure, led that decision. Yeah. Because it's much easier to show just the head. I'm pretty class. sure they just dug up like the CG model on the computer from the first Cloverfield Maybe. and used it. They're like, what? the nice so, thing. So JJ, since you bought us out this God Particle movie, uh, you have the files from that first Clover, and they just reused it. I think the cool thing was that it reiterates what we learned from the first Cloverfield was that that one was just a baby because this one was fucking massive. Yeah, I mean it's big enough to jump. Again, out of the cloud layer, so yeah. it's huge. Or but... even if it just it's raising its head, it's mm -hmm. above the fucking cloud level, which is like thirty thousand feet or fifteen thousand, something mm -hmm. like that. Which is it's a big fucking monster. I want to see more shit like that. And here's here's my big complaint with where these things are going. Like, let's let's maybe write something new in the Cloverfield universe. Instead of taking an existing yeah. script and trying to shoehorn it into Let's Cloverfield. Let's not adapt. Agreed. Because I like this universe. I want to see more from it, but don't mm -hmm. fucking just shove things into yeah. it. That was my problem with Tim Cloverfield Lane, and it didn't work for me. I like this movie a lot more than that one. I don't understand, because this one feels way more shoehorned than Cloverfield does. Lane It did. does, and I think it's a lot of the things that don't tie into Cloverfield that are great, like... Again, you don't really get that Cloverfield fucking burn until the end. And he, like, Tim Cloverfield Lane doesn't even I don't know. They it tease it all. throughout the entire fucking movie and not subtly. Like, Donald Logue, when he's talking about the, oh, the Cloverfield paradox, like, if this particle accelerator goes off, like, you'll see demons, demons and, and monsters. monsters and beasts rising from the sea. I'm like, fuck you. Are you fucking kidding? Like, Here, here's another one. Did you notice that the fucking space station was a clover leaf? Oh no, I didn't notice. Because it has the three, <laughs> it has the three rotating clovers, and the and then the oh, big one. But it, that's so fucking stupid. It okay. was a fucking clover leaf. Oh, that makes I, me dislike this yeah, movie even more. Now. <laughs> I figured it would, but I had to point that out. I like how no matter how fucked up this super precise scientific uh, operation machine gets, uh, you can just jettison a whole section of it while it's hanging off, and it still works perfectly enough to jump yeah. you back. It's like. I think yeah. this stuff is precisely <laughs> calibrated, and it is beyond fucked at this point. But sure, let's movie magic it. Let's go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, 
I'm with you. I think there are a lot of very interesting ideas here that I just don't think get flushed out. Like the idea of being on a space station, the accelerator going off, and then not having Earth, like being just fucking stranded in space, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like that's a terrifying idea. That is explored for all of two minutes before they move on to like creepy-eyed dude doing the most obvious shit with his eyes to tell like, oh, well, I guess he's going to change. Something's, Something's wrong with, wrong with him. Like, so his... I, all right, so this Russian guy, the fucking worst part of this movie. I Volkov, like, I really... Yeah. I, like, never has there been a character with a bigger target on his head for, oh, that's the first guy to die because he's such a gigantic dickhole. And then, like, as soon as the changes start, it is... So comically how he's pulling out his eye. And then he like, I think looks and he's like, does this look fine to you? I think something's weird. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Five minutes later, nothing's fine. There's worms in him. Who would have fucking thought like this movie, I think is, I don't know. It's, it, in, it insulted me on like an intelligence level. Like, I just feel like it's such it's so dumbed down. It is very for, dumbed down for the masses. I totally agree with you. Like there. this, yes. this is, yeah. I, it, this makes me question like Netflix's strategy. Like this coming very shortly after Bright, and like hearing Adam Sandler is going to get another four or five movies to do on Netflix because they're so popular. That's the thing. They're fu- those are popular, man. People watch those, and I think this will be popular too. But I don't think it's going to be popular with people who like Cloverfield. I, don't I think know if it'll this be is going to. man. This I do. One... I think a lot more people are going to like this than Ten Cloverfield Lane, but not that, the yeah. not the film art nerds that you you yeah. read on Reddit. Like you're going to hear a lot of hate online from people, but it's the people who are really into film. I did. I did have a curious question for you. Go for it. Yeah. I know your opinions on both. Which do you think is better, this or Bright? Hmm. Or let me let me rephrase. I think this is infinitely better you, than you Bright. Think so, which did you enjoy better, this or Bright? This is infinitely better than Bright. I I, I think I, I fully agree. I think this I is way better might than have enjoyed watching Bright more because I was like that that uh, typical crowd you go to at a movie and it's like, don't go in, the, don't do that. Like I was fucking yelling and hollering at yeah. at my screen with Laura as we were watching Bright because it was so fucking bad. This movie is not horrible. It's not. This is I think. It's a pretty. Mm, I'm so disappointed because it's Cloverfield. I and that's why I think Cloverfield hurts it because I do think it's yeah. pretty average. Like it's not bad. It's not good. I think there are bad elements. And I think there are good elements, but I think it kind of hits this sweet middle bland spot where it's not offensive. I don't know. Sometimes it is offensive though. I, this is why I don't know how to feel about this movie. But I don't know. I think there is. There are good things here. The sets, the designs, like I like the costume design here. I think there are a lot of good things here. I don't know if there's one good thing in Bright. I, I cannot name one good thing in Bright. I like the, the makeup effects in Bright. I don't. I think those orcs are ugly and um that they costume them up in Cholo Gangster. That is really Shit, dumb. I fucking hate. <laughs> that is really dumb. I fucking hate. And I, I just I'm also it's like, you know, here's biased. Orcs. I'm biased against David Ayer. I think David Ayer's a fucking hack director, and I've not liked a single one of his movies. Here's orcs, but uh, they're Mexicans. So are there Mexicans oh. here? Nah, nah. They're orcs now in, <laughs> uh, in southern L.A. County. Okay. Like, yeah. if, they, if yeah. they dressed, like, in a gangsterish way with, like, orc 
paraphernalia? That'd have been cool. Yeah, that would be interesting. But it's like, oh, they're Mexican street gangs. Copy paste orcs in. It's yeah, it I'm is like, is literally just fuck? like uh gangster number one, but with like, orc masks. They've got like the 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 flannel shirt with like the one button and it's like dude are you f- yeah they do what? they got the the do rag with the yeah. knot to the side like it's stereotypical on the nose bullshit and i don't know anybody who got suckered into liking that movie i, I don't know i don't know but so let's, let's talk about paradox. some other things yeah. that don't that are kind of odd so weird deaths and deaths that just go because of the plot so the biggest one that stands oh, out to me. Oh, you mean every one of them? Nah, not, not <laughs> every one of every them. Every one of them? The biggest one to me, and let's see if we agree here, is the fucking Chinese chick that gets flash frozen. I think it's her or Roy. I mean, oh, Chris O'Dowd. Chris it's, O'Dowd it's is either, also weird. I will also yes. Let's talk about that. But I, I do one of the positives since you bring up the Chinese lady. Fucking amazing cast. Yeah. Like this is. A stellar cast, like if, a lot of talented people. If you're into people. current year and you want diversity check boxes, this is fucking this up is your there. movie. You got like a big name from China with Z Yang. You got uh, David Oyelowo, uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, um for the African crowd. At this point, crowd. I kind of feel like you're just making up names. That is not a made-up one. Gugu Mbatha-Ra. I don't know if it's pronounced Gugu. Her name is G U G U. I think that's Gugu. I don't fucking know. I'm um, tell you what, I'm Gaga for her. I'm Gaga for Gugu. <laughs> <laughs> that that's your Gene Shalit review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gugu's in this one, but also, I'm Gaga for Ten Cloverfield. I'm gonna take this pretty great black actress and just reduce her to a sexual thing, like because I'm fucking just a piece of shit white dude. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Well, that's how it but works. You also got Daniel Brühl as the German. You've got like, I fucking a lot. love him, dude. Chris O'Dowd, like fucking Daniel good. Daniel Brühl and Chris O'Dowd are my favorite two parts of this movie. Like they work really well. I thought uh, I'm with you. I'm with you with those two, but I would add in David Oyelowo, like the captain. Like I thought he was good with what little he was <laughs> yeah, given, but like he was very. There wasn't like anything. They didn't there give him a character, yeah. but like they gave him some emotional scenes that he acted the fuck out of. Like yeah. he really tried. I did not he just didn't have, have anything. A problem with him, but I was like, yeah. eh, he's just he's hitting all these captain marks. Like, yeah. no, we can't do that. Listen up, people. This is what we're facing yeah. right now. Yeah, but yeah. like. Chris O'Dowd was great, and Chris O'Dowd was entertaining, funny, and also tragic at times. That yes. Was really great. I yes. love Chris O'Dowd in anything. But let's get back to Chinese lady's death. Uh, and, and I say Chinese lady's death because none of these characters have names that are important. You don't care about these fucking I don't characters. I a single one of them. Right? Like, Outside of Hamilton. I can tell you from 10 Cloverfield Lane, Michelle, Emmett, Howard are your three main characters. I can only tell from you the HUD. first one, you have HUD. You have uh, Rob is the main character. Oh, yeah, I know Rob. these names. Yeah. These characters are such nothings. I can't remember them a day after I have seen this movie. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on these deaths? Because I had this debate with Laura. She, where we, we didn't... I don't think this movie is very clear on what's happening. And I thought it was them jumping into this dimension. This dimension is trying to like write itself and get them out of it. That's the way I But she said it, it was like, well, it's the particle accel- accelerator causing unstable particles. And that's why you have like the thing with the H2O breach is like H2O malfunction with like this particle. And that's why the water starts flooding the chamber. And those particles are what make, what makes like the magnetic field for Chris O'Dowd's death. And like, 
that's another issue for the movie for me is like, why is shit happening? It's like Final Destination yes, in space. Yes. Yeah. But not not it, as it interesting complete, as that. It was so unexplained and so random. It's like if a character is by themselves, they're going to die. Surprise. Yeah. Like, yeah. And not even by like a cool alien or monster. It's just, oh, happenstance. You're, yeah. Uh, this door is not going to open now mm-hmm. because plot. And that, that yeah. again, I, I agree with you. It's like, that doesn't work. It's like, nah. I don't know why. Like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I still don't know why that chamber started flooding with water. Like, what? And then why? malfunction, maybe? I don't know. And there's not enough pressure buildup in there to affect a fucking space vacuum bearing door to pop it like yeah that's like the water is so heavy that it made the door break i'm like are you fucking kidding the a a ship they built to withhandle the pressure of space can't hold a few hundred gallons of water you fucking kidding me like I, yeah, I'm with you 100% I like, there. I like the idea of the flash freezing once it hit the vacuum of space. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, absolutely. I, lo- I also like that they used the vacuum of space again to kill the villain of the film. Uh, I wished it would have been more like Alien Resurrection yes! style. Yes, that's what. That's yeah. another thing I had an issue. I was like, she'd get fucking sucked through that little hole before yeah. the glass broke. Yeah. Like It but would it be horrific. Cool. It was still, And then when like all this other junk in the room just gets vacuumed out immediately yeah. and hits her, I was like, that's pretty tight. It was cool. Let me. Th- all right. Let's go to that ending set piece, um, which, again, is just fucking the end of Sunshine. It is crazy person now taking out the the remaining people or the remaining the remaining people on the ship. And it, it just turns into like a dumb slasher movie. But yeah. like so they set it up like uh, the main actress is running away from tall Nordic actress. I don't know names because I don't fucking care. But person not from their dimension wants to keep the particle accelerator to fix her world. Yes. And just, it doesn't matter about the other people on there because three lives versus millions, whatever. Eight billion. Get it. I get it. Sure. Whatever. But right as like that, that set piece is happening, she puts on the video of the main actress's kids, which one, I think fucking stupid. If you are hunting somebody down, you would want quiet so you could hear them. If you are looking for somebody why are you going to put on a fucking noisy distraction? Maybe you're trying to like get an emotional response out of her or something, but none of that's paid off to make any fucking difference. It's just fucking stupid. But in this hunt scene, this chase scene, they show Chris O'Dowd's hand just tapping, waiting. And I'm like, oh shit, they're going to use his hand. She's going to use his hand as part of the plan. This is brilliant. I thought nope, that too. Fuck that. She just fucking jumps over a table and grabs a fire extinguisher to throw at her. And that's it. And like, I looked at, again, this is a movie. I think I would have been kicked out of a theater. Cause I was just like, that's your plan. That's your fucking plan. It's I thought just, she was going to grab the arm and like choke her out with it or something. Yeah. Something. Why are we cutting? They, it's like, they just want to remind us. Oh, here's this. It's here. Arm. I think it's literally because they thought the tapping is funny. And it's like, we need this moment of levity because this is so tense. I'm like, y'all don't know your fucking movie. Nothing's tense right now. This is dumb shit. Um, I did, you know, again, we've, we've kind of hated on it. There were some other things I didn't like. I think that's because I don't like it. (laughs) There were some other things I did kind of like in this movie. Um, I'm trying to remember them now, but I'm, I'm two beers and two shots deep. Yeah. Uh I again, I think it's a fantastic cast. I think they do the best with what they're given. Yeah. Um it's a great I, bottle movie. Very small space. I mean, it's a bottle movie. Yeah. I don't think it's a it great one. It is a bottle, it movie. Is a bottle yeah. movie. 
Um, which I'm all for. Give me even shitty bottle movies because I love bottle movies. Which is weird because you didn't like Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, I think, is uh, racist and wrongheaded, and I really, really hate the way um, Jennifer Jason Lee's character is treated throughout that whole movie, and I don't like her character, and I don't like a lot of the characters. There's no fucking anchor point to like in Hateful Eight. It is a bunch of <laughs> shitty fucking people in a shitty fucking plot that is all derivative of Django Unchained and other greater Tarantino movies. I, I fucking I Hateful Eight. So I love Hateful Eight so much. I, I am I am hateful maybe, about the Hateful maybe Eight. Maybe I need to watch it again because I've only seen it the one time in the I can't. I, I watched it once in 70mm and I thought that was a great experience. And then I tried to watch it again and I made it 40 minutes in and I was like, I don't like this. I, like, I don't I'm not even going to kid myself anymore. I just don't like this movie. Okay. Um, As much as I love Tarantino, I cannot get back into that movie. I'm trying to think of what else I did like. I, I do movie. think a, I think there's some creepy stuff there. Like you said, like the girl on the wall, that's a creepy image and it's a creepy thought. I don't think it's done super effectively because again i think they're com- confined by a low budget in pg-13 yes, yes. rating um that's why i really wish it was like like event horizon i think they could just go for the r rating and really push like the body horror and push like this psychological they done shit. a lot with body horror with this like, god damn yeah bodies occupying the same space which is i think what they were trying to do this with could the have Russian been guy. the fucking thing in space at yeah. one point because they for for some reason they bring up this this um kind of duplicitous like who's the spy kind of shit like Daniel Brühl's character is he actually a secret agent working for the and they could play with that they could make this interesting they don't nope. they bring it up as like a quick thought and it nope we're, we'll move on to the next thing and that's what this movie feels like it's, it's like very there's quick. ten things we want to cover it doesn't matter if they relate or if they're fleshed out but like we're gonna get those things done and they do it quick enough that it's not horrible. But God, I was disappointed. <laughs> I was so disappointed with this. Being disappointed, let let let's get here into the wrapping section, right? Sure. Would the wrapping? I you... saw Ten Clover. Nope, not Ten Clover. Nope. I saw Cloverfield Paradox. That movie sucked a lot of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> I should have given you a fuck. So so I'm gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna recommend this movie to anybody. Um, I mean, it's on Netflix, so whatever. It's the same way I'd recommend Bright. Like, whatever, fuck it. If you have a Netflix subscription, it's free. Yeah. I, like, it, it just takes an hour and 40 minutes of your time. So it's not the worst thing you can do. But no, I would recommend other movies. I, I This is up there for Interstellar with me. It's a lesser space movie. Concepts have been done better by other movies before. Go I see think those. My problem with Interstellar is that they fucking suck themselves off like... Oh, this is true space science and mathematical stuff. We went to all the experts. Oh, they do. Oh, I think that's an issue with this Cloverfield movie is they have this line between like pseudoscience and like the serious, like really psychological shit and campiness. And I don't think they walk that fine line well. I think they just they're swerving all over they the place Higgs with it. They mentioned Higgs boson, and I think that's because this movie was written when like the Higgs boson was talked about. Yeah. And then it's been like five years since that happened, and then yep. it's like. Oh yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. This reeks of a script that shot sat that shot on a shelf that sat on a shelf for five years, and they pulled it out, and they're like, "Oh, we can make this into a Cloverfield oh, let's, movie." Let's, yeah, let's this will work. So here's the thing, J.J. Abrams. We know you listen. We know you listen every week. Hey, buddy. Aww. Let's uh, let's make something new. Well, he produced this, so I I will he, not I will not blame him. This is another direct. This is well, like a first time director. Yeah. That's um, fine, man. And but, and that model, I you know what? I give kudos. Like I like this model that you're giving these first time directors a chance because like sometimes it worked, 
for me with Ten Cloverfield Lane, and it worked for you with this one. And I think, yeah, give these people like their chances. Like that's cool. Do that. I don't. I don't discredit JJ at all for this shit. But let's get something. What all I'm saying is what you're saying. Like, write something new or get a hire a fucking writer. Don't adapt, man. Mm -hmm. If you want something in Cloverfield Universe, yep. Make something in the Cloverfield universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give it the weight of that, because it's a cool universe, man. I want to see more. I don't want to see more Attack yeah, on. I agree. I agree. I completely agree. All right, man. I, I, and, and more praise to the marketing for this. I think the marketing is handled perfectly. I wish... I wish it was like a masterpiece movie because yeah, I know. I wish it would if, if people too. like this or not, like it's whatever. I think the popular opinion is people are not liking this. And that's disappointing because I think people will not try to market movies like this. But I, I genuinely like the surprise of like, hey, this shit's coming out real soon. Like tonight, we're going to release this for you to watch. Yeah, or the I... Fallout 4 route where it's like next month, this game that we didn't even know was officially out. It's coming next month. You know, like I like that strategy, and I, and I, I like want weird, studios yeah. to do this. So I don't want to be too them, hard yeah, on it. I totally agree. So, anyways, I would recommend what, you uh, check this movie out. Out of, out of uh, fourteen paradoxes. Okay. What would you rate Cloverfield Paradox? Uh, no, 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 no. Not out of fourteen paradoxes. Out of fourteen sentient arms, what would you rate Cloverfield Paradox? Okay. Uh, I would give it. I'd give it a solid ten. Okay. I mean, that's that's a. I'd call that a B plus in the sure. rating. I really had a good time with this movie. I sat here, I watched it by myself in the dark. It did everything I wanted it to, and I didn't ask more from it. I think maybe I was tempered by pre. I tried not to get sullied, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of hard. It's hard to nowadays. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Ryan, I'll ask the same question of you, but I'll phrase it differently. Out of <laughs> Out of ten Cloverfield lanes, oh, <laughs> what would you give the Cloverfield Paradox? I'd say a four. A four. Um, okay. And and that might seem low, but on my scale, a five is like the middle point. Yep. It is is the the average. I think this would be like a C minus for me. It's it's slightly less than average. I I didn't hate it. There are parts that I thought were laughably dumb and bad. But I think there were good nuggets here, and there were good ideas, and I genuinely like the set and some of the designs yep. here. And I just wish they really focused more on the characters instead of the horror elements and the plot stuff. Yep. Um, this I, is a I movie totally more concerned with, with narrative than it is with character, and I will always be the person who is drawn to the character-based yep. stuff. Because you want to find the people you relate yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I want a reason to. Yeah. yeah, I want a reason to root for these people. I want a reason to Instead care. Instead of Z Ziang dying, I'm like, okay, well the Chinese girl's gone. I guess Roy's next. Oh. Oh, uh, I was right. <laughs> oh, the dude from Brazil got shot in the stomach. He's dead. What a lame fucking death, too. Like, because the other dude gets shot twice and once in the stomach. Right. And pulls through. Well, I just, you go from like the weird magnet shit, whatever is happening there, which I thought was absurdly stupid. I thought it was a cool looking scene, but did not make any goddamn I sense. I really liked how they shot like the shit coming behind him out of growing. focus, yeah. growing. And I thought it was going to like pin him to the other wall where the magnet actually was oh, where, like, or go through, through him. Yeah, I thought so too. But it grabs him and just brings him into the other wall that I is mean, the opposite of the magnet. magnetic. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. I totally agree. Uh, but like at least that's visually cool. That fucking uh, Tito Ortiz or whatever his name is—I forget the actor's name—just getting shot in the stomach. Yeah, 
Like you run it's, out of ideas at that it's point. It's not Tito this Ortiz, is by the way. That's it's an something MMA Ortiz. Fighter. It might be. It's something Ortiz. But Tito Ortiz is an MMA it's, fighter. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna just say random names. Okay. I think it is for okay. the for the fear of being too racist or <laughs> insensitive. But I, I'm pretty sure his name is something Ortiz. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna end here. This was actually I really enjoyed doing this episode. Yeah, yeah. I like this movie. I like talking about it. And uh <laughs> let's let's go ahead out on a high note. Let's tell people what we did today and the fact that we are having t shirts made. We are. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna uh, have t shirts made of our new logo that Ryan designed. You've shared it on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. So if you would like to see the design and kind of any updates on the these t shirts, probably the best place to go is Facebook.com slash experience crying. But you can see the logo there. We are getting uh, black t-shirts with a logo on, I think. And we will have those soon. Soon. And we will be selling them and they'll be easy to buy. So Mm -hmm. uh, we look forward to that. We got stickers too. If you want stickers and if you don't live in our city, you want some free stickers to stick up, fucking write us, man. I'll send you free stickers. Mm -hmm. I'll let you plaster wherever you live. So this goes out to you. Uh, primarily Mr. Zachary Smackery, who wanted us to talk about this. <laughs> I know you don't live around us, and you found us randomly. I don't think he'll want these stickers anymore after you <laughs> love this movie so much. Hey, you hated <laughs> it, so we're 50-50. We're 50. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we're going to end here, guys, but thanks for listening. Uh, as always, I am not Ryan. And I am not Kyle. And we are Experience Grand Podcast. We are Groot. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended, so warning for that too, you idiots.